ambient sound. Everybody loves it. Everybody needs it. Everybody loves it. Everybody needs it. Let's have fun with checking audio. Whose mic is too hot? Waiting for the chat to come on in. I just got a bidet. But I made a mistake and wiped too hard. So I have a small cut on my anus. I turned the water on and I made a laser and it opened up my butt wound. <laughs> Let me use your phone so I can check the oh. audio. Yes, indeed. Ba 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 bee 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 boo 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 boo. I don't wear underwear when I ride my motorcycle. It gives me another millimeter for my ball 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 ball. I'm talking really loud. Is this peaking? Not really. I can have my head right here. Now it's Nick's now it's turn. My, now it's my turn. Uh, and yeah, uh, Gilbert G. I'm totally fine. I'm. It was thing. I. I I'll. I'll be okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, is that is that feeling all right? Why is your mic so much crisper than mine? I don't know. Maybe it's because I have it low. Like instead of things. Oh, I had your mid. Oh, my mid. My mid. All right, I had. Huh. All right, you're you're yeah. pot one. I'm pot two. Pot one. Hmm. Um. Why are you so much crisper? I don't know. Oh yeah, I just peek and 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 you don't. All right, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of high end. Let's see what that sounds like. Whoa, that's really really crisp. Back that off a little bit. Yeah. I just need to have like point one off center, or off zero. This is um. The podcast hasn't officially started yet. We're still in our pre... And, and it's necessary, like every thing. Why is it every time we do this, our, our, our levels are weird? This is going to be, call it good enough. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> good enough. Let me put it on. Do not disturb. All right. Three. Oh, uh, pausing for room time. All right. Mm. Yeah, pressing record on the recorder for... Pod, 
All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to RCR podcast number 26. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And we've just gotten back from respective travels to, well, some of us have traveled farther than others. Uh, I went to Philadelphia for the great Philadelphia Comic Con and made a video out of that, which I don't think anything that's in the video has to do with anything inside the building. It's just me going around and riffing on cars in the parking lot. But you went to Austin. I and, went to Austin, yeah. Texas. And I just realized that for people who are watching this on YouTube, I forgot to change the information as it went up. So it still says podcast 20 or is, oh. this, or is this 26? Yeah, this is 26. Okay. So people who are watching this, it says uh, podcast 25. I just have to go into uh, video manager after this is done and change the info to 26. 26, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, 26 president, favorite president. Huh. Hmm. You're good with so, presidents. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> um, someone in the comments says, I just bought a 330CI2002. Any advice? I know my BMWs very poorly, but we are going to talk about BMWs today during my track experience. But first, tell me about Comic-Con. Oh, okay. So on uh, basically on Thursday, I took my nephew and my brother to see Infinity War, and they loved it. And then... On Saturday, like my nephew was in a uh, Avengers sort of mood, so but he decided not to really get uh, dressed up or anything for it, even though I was kind of like considering it. Yeah. But uh, but I was gonna be there making a video, so I was gonna look ridiculous anyway with a GoPro on my head. But uh, basically, I go over there and there's you know tons of people in costume. There was a guy dressed as Cuphead. Uh, there yeah. was a guy dressed. Uh, a lot of Star Wars people, tons of Transformers people, like on uh, the the elevated the costume, like basically stilts that made them, you know, eight feet tall. And, uh, you know, seeing the wonder in my 10 year old nephew's face is kind of awesome. But the wonder in my face came when I went to go meet the nature boy, Ric Flair, the greatest of all time, the, the, and putting up the four fingers. And so there was a lot of limousine rat, the Rolex wear, Rolex wear, limousine rat, jet flying. Kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, dealing, son of a gun, and Woo. I'm having a hard time holding these, these gators down. down. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and it was so great because uh, there was a line. <laughs> Even the guys, woo, woo, woo! But there was like a line basically going all through the you know thing, and a big uh, line just for Ric Flair. Yeah, well, it oh. wasn't that the line was like pretty small by the time I got to him because it was the tail end. Like I was rushing to get there because the photo ops were listed that it would end at like two fifth or twelve fifteen. So I was just like hauling ass. I'm like, I'm gonna meet Ric Flair kills me. <laughs> and um, I got up there, and uh, basically he called everyone champ which I found like endearing. Yeah. But like, because there's a line, it's like, you can't really have a conversation with the no. guy. But what surprised me is the fact that for a man who seven months ago was literally knocking at death's door, yeah. he looked pretty good. Yeah. Like he looked like just an old man, like just a regular old guy. He didn't look like, you know, the walking dead or, yeah. you know, as I was kind of expecting. And uh, basically, yeah, I got to shake his hand, like, let him know how much, like, the, everything he's done in the business meant to me, because, like, a lot of what he did, you know, that got me through some rough times, you know, just watching Ric Flair promos, you know, <laughs> or just uh, watching Ric Flair matches, and it's just great to be able to, like, actually meet someone who, you know, 
I guess it is a case of meeting your heroes, but also like not meeting them to the point where you can be disappointed by them yeah. because it's only, you know, a minute. Was it something like 20 bucks or something? Oh uh, yeah. It was like, it was 40 bucks. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, and whatever, make, uh, yeah, make your money, Ric Flair. This, yeah. is how, this is how Get paid. business works. Get, Get paid. paid. Get yeah. Paid. And Got so no problem with that. That was great. And uh, then I was walking around to see who else was there because I didn't know who the other guests were. I just knew Ric Flair was going to be there. And apparently there was a huge, huge, like preposterous line for, of all people, Val Kilmer. Like Val Kilmer was there. All right, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah but but like, the, but uh, the picture break. that they had okay. was of him when he was Batman. So I think that's huh. part of the reason of people wanted to meet a Batman. A Batman. But I'm like, that was 150 pounds ago. Like, and that's me being, you know, a total hypocrite. But the, like, it's still really. It would have been really cool. It's just, um, it was professional photo ops only, which means you have to go get a ticket from like the photo op booth and then you know basically you can't take it with your phone you have to be a professional picture and, right i understand um, why they do that it's for efficiency's sake like if i was a guy in charge of professional photo ops i'd be having that camera on manual mode i have it on deep focus i'd have uh deep focus high iso no flash i can't wait for that thing to recharge i'd take the gaffer tape put it on the carpet Subject stands Mark, here. Yeah. Fan stands here. I don't even have to focus. It's in. Click. Done. Next. Click. Yeah. Done. It, it would be beautiful. Yeah. And I, and that's exactly how it operated when I was at New York Comic Con and I got that one photo with the Doctor Who cast where it was literally your mark is here. The star is here and blah, 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 blah. And then boom. And then like everybody yeah. moving through. Yeah. But it's still worth it for the experience because, you know, you get a couple seconds and you trade barbs and it's funny but like i didn't actually meet val kilmer because i'm like why but <laughs> also uh i don't know uh luke cage from like marvel's uh, mike coulter from marvel's luke cage was there cool. uh half the original power rangers were there um and Balkan Skull too. Who's uh, Balkan Skull? Oh, oh, that's right. Because you would have been like way out. Of, you would have aged out of Power Rangers by the time they premiered. But I was yeah, like, yeah, I knew of it. Yeah, because they I premiered knew. in '93, and so I would have been eight years old in '93. '93. I'm. I'm what older than? Wait, how old am I? Um, I'm, I'm 36. Going to be 37 in two months. Yeah. And, and you're and I'm 32 and I'm going to be 33 in six, two months. Five, okay, so yeah. I'm one high school batch away from you. So yeah, it's yeah yeah I'd be 90. I'd be in the middle of middle school. So yeah, what was I watching then? Well, Pete and Pete. Really. Yeah, Pete and Pete was great. Um, the whole Nickelodeon lineup back then. Remember Roundhouse? Dude, and we're going to the roundhouse, and we're going to have a celebration. <laughs> when I go to the roundhouse, I can be myself. <laughs> I th my favorite sketch from that was when the grown man who, uh, but he was pretending that he was a kid again and re-experiencing life as a kid where he had to warm the toilet seat for his father by, Whoa. like, sitting on it. And it's like, is that And the father was just like this it, it disembodied voice overhead yeah. of like is that warm enough daddy i've been sitting on this for hours mm -hmm. it was just uh yeah it's fantastic but yeah the whole experience at uh 
Philly Comic Con was great. There were a lot of cool cosplay that I got almost none of because, again, like the irony of the video or the, I guess the comedy of the video is the fact that um, the implication is that I never go inside, that I just go there and I'm just walking around just, oh, look, it's a the, the, the Astra or whatever. Or it's an RV or a oh, weird yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of crazy thing. Uh, or look at this ridiculous sticker that this p- person put on their thing. Mm-hmm. And then my nephew was like, that's rude. I'm like, this rudeness is paying for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I'm glad that he has a that he's a good kid doing the whole right and wrong thing. That is knowing good. it. <laughs> um, I'm like, hey, the owners aren't around. And then it's the whole, you know. I was I was gonna give him the line of like, well, first they have to notice and then they have, have to, to care, care. but and then they have to care enough to do something about it. Yeah, but then I'm like, eh, let me not teach him that lesson at ten. No, him... that's a college. That's a college lesson. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I mentioned on the Facebook that there wouldn't be nearly as much to talk about with the Philly Comic Con as RCR Austin, the Great Endeavor. Yes, um, we went. Uh, I this is my first solo mission. Really, since starting RCR to do things solo, yeah. um, I was in Austin, Texas this past week uh, for about four days or something like that. It was mm. it was a fast weekend, and it was also the first time I I've been doing regular car reviews for four years, and this is the first time I've ever been on a racetrack behind a wheel. Yeah, no, at all in a car at all. The only other racetrack I've been near was Watkins Glen in oh. New York, and that was when my buddy Tom and I bullshitted our way into the Finger Lakes Wine Festival <laughs> before, like, so, pre-social media. Yeah. This is 2008. Yeah, there's Facebook. Yeah, there's Twitter, but who cares? Yeah. Mm. Um, they care. They still care more about magazines, and even I'm from a website meant oh. something. Yeah. Ooh. And which wasn't a lie. My friend Tom wrote for the New York Cork Report. Uh, Tom Sorry. is also the same guy who occasionally, when we do regular beer reviews, Tom is a certified beer judge. Oh, Tom wine. Mix. Yeah, Tom I Mix. I thought you were talking about Tom Mansell. Same guy. Tom Mix is Tom Mansell? Yes. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> My memory. Oh, wow. This is like finding out Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, same guy. So anyway, the racetrack, and you're going to see this debuting in about two months. A big thank you to Harris Hill Raceway near San Marcos, Texas. Say, uh, Harris Hill Raceway is a private racetrack. They do have American sports club events and some motorcycle races there, but it's not open to the public. Uh, this is a racetrack where you buy a membership, and in exchange for that membership and a, from my perspective, a kind of substantial first-time fee, but the more I think of it, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, on member days, you can then come there for free and race whatever car you want around this racetrack. Hmm. So, believe it or not, America does have a very small kind of Nuremberg-style ring, and it is Harris Hill Raceway in San Marcos, Texas. If you buy a membership and pay your dues every month on member days, which is – it's not free-for-all days. All track rules apply, but you can show up with a car and run it around the racetrack. You are a member. And that's how I fund this. It's as uh, what they told me about this racetrack is uh, it's a momentum track in that a big engine will not help you. It's not a slow track. It's not like an autocross track. 
Um, but it's a track where um, Miatas can hang with larger cars. Mm. Um, and the first time uh, I went out, uh, big shout out to Nugget and Monica. Nugget and Monica were our fixers. They own a 2007 Porsche 911 GT3 RS Sharkworks 3.9 conversion. The very first time I drive on a racetrack, it's in a fucking Sharkworks, Sharkworks 911. I mean, that's like... I'm not talking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I, I i was gonna go pamela anderson 90s booth with this <laughs> but um mm, it's like okay um ooh, this is gonna be like an obscure reference much love to all sh snow sports oh, i gotta go check the calendar quick all right what uh, Adam, no, uh nick's over there checking our schedule for for the shark works or something else? Yeah, no, for the yeah, because uh, it's a month off. Never mind. Uh, uh, do you remember the date from uh, a few seconds ago? Yeah, uh, July twenty second. Wow, no, that's a ways. No, because I wanted to see if the shark works premiered the same week as like the thirtieth anniversary of Shark Week on oh, wow. Discovery, because that would have been some small been... world shit. Yeah, so you're um, gonna have to wait till uh, July. What date? Or June. It's it's late. Are are you like the shark works? The shark works is late June. Okay, so remember the date. Uh, last week. Okay, June. last week of June is when RCR Austin debuts. I have. I, I'm I'm looking at the chat. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you guys, and I haven't forgotten about you. The guy questioned in the very beginning who said I'm six four two thirty and I want a Honda PC eight eight hundred. And the answer is yes, that's fine. Uh, that is essentially a Honda PCH, PCH, a Honda Pacific Coast, the PCH 800 motorcycle is this. It is a 800 cc Honda Shadow Cruiser wrapped in Tupperware, and that's the joke. Mm. I mean, it's 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 the in joke. It's one of the coolest motorcycles ever made. Uh, it's it's totally nerdcore. Um, and it was in like a porno. <laughs> it was called Plumbers Don't Ride Motorcycles. <laughs> and this plumber shows up on a Honda PCH 800, which is like a very unmotorcycle. What Honda was trying to do was trying to make a cheap gentleman's motorcycle where yeah. all the ugly bits, like the engine of a motorcycle, is all covered up. Yeah. But <laughs> plumbers don't ride motorcycles. So it's a plumber who rides a motorcycle and he goes to some house in California and meets a woman and then fixes her toilet and then they pork. <laughs> classic. You can't go wrong with the classic. Who, who needs complex, you know, plots like the triple X parody of two broke girls or yeah, modern yeah, yeah. family. Yeah. Um, there was a porno called Backside to the Future, <laughs> and <laughs> it had a DeLorean in it, but it wasn't a it wasn't a Back to the Future conversion. It was just a regular DeLorean with no nothing on it. Mm. And I think it's a I, I think it is a man who goes back and bangs his mom. That's 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 yeah. yeah but hey, there's a market. I mean, the thing, the irony of it is that. In Back to the Future, he goes back in time, and oh, what's the actress's name? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, oh, Leah Thompson. Mm. She's actually really, really cute back then. 
But, like, it's also, like, hey, dude, that's your mom. That's your mom. And she's squeezing your leg under the table. Right. I'm just, nope, no. There was some serious cleavage in that scene, like, right before he fights Biff Tannen. Yeah. Or, or, uh, oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. So, how did I get onto this topic? Okay, I'm in a Shark Works, and... Oh, much love to, you know, I don't want want to go down that road because I don't want to talk about a Olympic athlete that I wanted to bang when I first learned I could use my hand to trick my dick into thinking thinking it was having sex. Um, Yeah, not going to talk about 1980, like late (laughs) 80s Olympic stars. But anyway, picture, picture... don't picture your summit girl. Picture your Marvel superheroes summit girl. Like mm. the the this <laughs> this girl or guy or them or they and uh, friends beyond the binary. Uh, shout out to Sleep with Me, a podcast I've been listening to. Mm. It's a podcast that puts you to sleep. Nice, and it's narrated by the boringest man in the world. I don't know what the podcasts are about. Mm. It's a man with a boring voice that tells you stories that go nowhere. <laughs> Do you remember that one bit bit from The Simpsons where Abraham Simpson yeah. was like, well, mostly what we do is we tell stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I took the train to Shelbyville. <laughs> so I tied an onion on my belt, which, which was, was the style at, at the time. time. You couldn't get the... Imagine that for an hour. Yeah. And you listen to it, you listen to Sleep With Me podcast, and I'm like, I, this is the dumbest thing I have ever listened to. I'm just going to ignore this. Yeah. And then you go to sleep. I don't know what the stories are about. He, he tells, sometimes he reads like uh, Doctor Who fan fiction, or like he writes his own fan fiction, hmm. but it's a fan fiction. It's terrible. It goes nowhere. Like yeah. nothing's happening. And... Um, but it does what it's supposed to it do. It does what it's supposed to do. Huh. I fall asleep to... Now, I fall asleep to uh, Joey Diaz. And nice. what ends up happening is that whatever they're talking about weaves its way into the, my dreams. Because he was talking with Nick Turturro. That's a pretty savage from, dream. Yeah. From <laughs> Nick Turturro's funny. Yeah, no, he's hilarious. Yeah. And he's talking about all this stuff about how, oh, when I was an actor, I had to... You know, you're going to auditions and... It's just like whatever I'm dreaming about, it turns into like a weird wise guy. Not yeah. quite, not quite good fellas, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just strange. Um, Don't worry. I haven't been ignoring the past, uh, the, the past, the past chat. I've been getting drunk. I'm drunk right now um, because nice. I just drank two servings of Oilo and uh, it's pretty good stuff. Essentially what I'm doing is drinking four Queens whiskey with a whole bunch of, uh, Oh God, this stuff's amazing. Yeah, because you're still not over the. Hey, it's medicinal. That well, I know that's the... trim my, trim my anus hair. It's it... fucking amazing. Yeah, if you're going <laughs> to day drink, that's the reason to do it, dude. Boilo, it's an excuse. It's like one, it's one thirty six in the afternoon. I'm lit. There were um, a couple people in the podcast asking earlier about what I'm terming for lack of a better thing to call it, uh, Ford's small Mageddon. Of just Dude, that's a good word. Yeah. Small Mageddon. <laughs> that they're just sort of getting rid of everything yeah. except what I drive. <laughs> Mustang, <laughs> yeah. It's it's 
I, and it's terrible because a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs. And then, uh, I don't know, like it could screw with gas prices, you know, it could screw with, you know, in terms of, I don't know, like what the market is doing because everything is moving away from smaller cars and moving towards, you know, bigger things. Yeah. Well, the president said he's going to push back uh, fuel economy standards to 2026. Hmm. Now, of course, we're living in the Trump show and anything is whatever. Yeah. I believe in cars. That's reality. And this time on the track is it was a very Paul Newman experience. There's no <laughs> bullshitting here. You learn the track or you don't. You cross the finish line before or after you don't. So I think that's part of it. I think what Ford's doing is hedging their bet. No, that's the wrong term. What they're doing is they're putting their eggs into vehicles that have a high profit margin. Mm. Um, they did get some bad uh, back, <laughs> back sack. <laughs> they did get some backlash from the automatic transmissions. And most people in the chat will know this. The automatic transmissions in the Fiesta, which is an automated manual. They should have gone the route, they should have gone Subaru's route and gone with a metal band CVT transmission for the automatics, which lasts something like 200,000 miles. Mm. Uh, I even talked to a gentleman at my gym last night or the night before, and I had one of those moments where I knew I was on the spectrum and just rattling off car facts because I was so happy to have someone to talk to in the gym about cars. Yeah. And I was orgasmically explaining the genius of a CVT and also its faults. And this, and I, and I saw the glaze going over his eyes, but I didn't stop my freight train thoughts. So anyway, um, Point is, the guy at the gym drives a Nissan Altima, and he's been through three CVT transmissions with this car. Damn. Two of them have been replaced under warranty, and the third one is going right now. What it's doing is it's not dropping its revs. And I told him, look, just drive that car until it grenades and go get a, go get a new one, honestly. Yeah. Um, I tried to steer him towards Subaru because Subaru is building a very good CVT. They've gone CVT across the board with their automatics, and... I am a Subaru fan, but they are making a decent CVT and it does what it's supposed to do and and get good fuel economy. Um, The dumb thing I, the dumb thing about CVTs is when a bro gets a CVT WRX (laughs) CVT automatic WRX and puts that fart pipe on it. And you know, it's a fucking CVT (laughs) when you hear that thing go, (laughs) you know, it's not going through gears. First of all, a Subaru WRX with just a cat back and nothing else sounds like ass incarnate. But you <laughs> add that CVT on top of it, it's like, dude, you're not. You may be, you may be fooling your halter top girlfriend, but you're not fooling me. Yeah. Well, what's weird is that now with everything, because I told my nephew about uh, Ford getting rid of 
like basically everything and he thinks it means that we're moving more towards autonomous cars that you're going to step outside the door an egg is going to arrive and pick you up and take you to wherever you're going Mm -hmm. and his greatest fear is that by the time he's old enough to drive he's not going to get to and i'm like dude you're going to be it's like six years away five is when you're going to start learning and i want to pull the thing where you know you make him wait the whole year so that he drives in every condition yeah because i want him to like be good yeah at it like not just be a driver but be a good one and yeah it'll be like a kick in the mouth to popularity but uh, it is a freaking kick in the mouth yeah but at the end of the day you end up being a better driver and you have greater respect for your vehicle and the road and other drivers that are on it because you realize that they're sort of going through the same struggle that you are and Mm -hmm. that it's not a race it's just a thing and because like when you're 16 like everything's a race you're a hammer and everything's a nail like you want to yeah but yeah i don't know my dad should incorporate himself and be like a driving instructor it's pretty wasn't he like briefly a driving instructor like officially no my dad almost was a flight instructor oh uh, or you know an instructor pilot but he doesn't have a license but he was teaching a um a neighborhood kid uh the basics of uh vfr flight um but the kid still had to get into a seat with an instructor and do a solo and everything the whole thing was my dad was undercutting <laughs> the flight school at kutztown airport which do- doesn't exist anymore so whatever and some of your uh because you like know a bit about how to fly dude nah. eh. i can follow a heading i can't take off and i can't land so oh right. you know if there's if this turns into airport 75 <laughs> damn that's a throwback <laughs> i know but i'm getting that from family yeah. guy no that's um, right. you Karen know I'm, i could point it in the general direction of the airport yeah but my dad says that all modern planes and i think uh tony the pilot fan of ours who i don't think did you meet tony was he the guy from georgia no oh, all right then probably not no uh, uh tony flies for a major carrier um, which we will not mention, and he's a car guy, and I totally love to get him on Harris Hill because Monica, the driving instructor at Harris, or one of the driving instructors at Harris Hill, um, told me um, that pilots make the best students because they're really used to following instructions to the letter. Hmm. So I drove the first time I went around Harris Hill Racetrack was driving a pass, uh, riding as a passenger. As Monica drove a stock manual transmission Mazda Miata ND, the latest generation of it. Hmm. Uh, uh, I think it was the tar. Does it come as a Targa and as a full? I forget. No, wait. Manual hardtop. That's right. Top was down. And by the end of the second turn, I thought I was going to die. Hmm. I am going 70 miles an hour. She's driving 70 miles an hour into a turn and wrenching the wheel over. And I thought, no car can do this. What is happening here? Is this how the story of Brian ends? (laughs) Oh, that's how I always think of it. Is this how my story is going to end? Yeah. Here on this place, this stretch of road. Uh Uh-huh. Ugh. But we go through the one turn at 70 miles an hour and break and then we go downhill 
and accelerate downhill. She's back on the gas into a corner, and I can feel there is no brake. We're doing a hundred miles an hour <laughs> through a turn, and I begin thinking, this must have race tires on it. It's not squealing. Uh, it's not sliding. It's hanging on, and I have a poker face on. I'm terrified inside. But I don't want to look weak. Hmm. So we go around a few more corners. And I say, these are really good tires. I say out loud. And she says, nah, these are the (laughs) tires that come on the car. And if there was a fulcrum on this entire RCR, Mr. Regular RCR goes to Austin, it's that. Hmm. Holy crap regular tires are way more grippy than I've given them credit for. We just did an entire, we just did two laps of this track and she didn't have to slow down and it's a tight-ish track. And this is just a bone stock Miata and it whipped like that. Well, you have to think by virtue of us being or by virtue of this being a more budget friendly, but also law abiding show, we never really open it up. Well, I mean, we'll open it up, you know, to an extent, like on those roads where there aren't any, you know, you know, you're not going to. But you're not on a track opening up like the the full engine and getting the most out of these normal ass tires. Like you wouldn't know that they had those type of grip unless you were, you know, an adrenaline junkie yeah. or you, and th- who didn't care about the law or you were on a track. And so first time on the track, now you finally get that full sense of yeah. what these tires can really do. And what this um, car can really do. Yeah. Um, someone in the comments said, Mr. Regular, uh, my daily upload said, Mr. Regular lights the word fulcrum. You're right. I need to pick, a, I need to pick a new word. I've said pivot for a while. It's a great word, though. Fulcrum. Uh, well, uh, the Mason Dixon line. Of course, Adam Carolla says that a lot. Pivot would have been my like go-to synonym. I'll find a word. The for threshold me. would be another good uh, one. Let's see. Um, fulcrum synonym. Uh, I love the thoracic. Uh, axle, center, focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, heart, hub. Heart, hub, hub is a good one. Hinge. Hinge. Kingpin. King. Nah. Axle. Nah. The Punisher. <laughs> I think I'm gonna use hub. Hub. Because every single one of my thoughts came from that hub. Regular cars, modern regular cars, are much better than you think they are. They can corner harder than you think they are. They can corner faster than you think they can. And they can hold corners much greater than you think they can. Tires uh, tires, and uh, the age of the brake fluid, that was another thing that came up. I drove four cars on Harris Hill Raceway. Um, I had the greatest driving day in the worst car available to me. <laughs> um, I talked about the Shark Works. The Shark Works... I went fast, but I didn't belong in that car. I felt I, I was probably going faster around that track in the Shark Works than any than anything else that I drove. But I didn't learn anything. This car is a this car is a scalpel. Uh, um, sure, I can cut a str- 
a a Porsche Shark Works, a Porsche 911 Shark Works is like saying, I'm driving well in this car. What's the name of that big paper slicer that's in every classroom that you're not allowed uh, to use or in the art room? Oh, it has that big knife. Like I can make a straight line. I mean, I always used to call the guillotine as a kid. Yeah, just like you couldn't use that in middle school. Because my mom, well, my mom was a teacher, and so every day after school, because I went to the same school that she taught at, Mm -hmm. but wasn't allowed to be in her class. But we would go. Me and my brother would go and help her clean up at the end of the day. But I had free access to that thing. I was just like, like it was, you know, when you're a kid and five sheets of paper. Yeah. And just the fresh, that fresh cut through construction paper. Yeah. Like it's so good. Someone needs to do AMSR videos. They're going to make bank. If they just put a nice microphone, like one of these things next to one of those, just get construction paper, layer up fucking 10 deep (laughs) and just slowly slice that shit. Oh, I'm getting hard just thinking about it. No, not really, but still, but still, that's that's a shark works rs um then i the most amount of time i spend with another volunteer was a bmw 320i that is a four-cylinder mild turbo about 180 180 190 horsepower rear-wheel drive automatic i learned the most from that getting over my fear um the the emotion of those two days was fear on that track i'm gonna die cars aren't meant to go this fast and both monica and nugget and andrew said or was it jordan said keep your foot in it they're like a corner is coming up and they say pressure foot to the floor it's counterintuitive exactly yeah everything we've learned as drivers on the main road says be a good boy yeah and Going throughout high school, and this is probably what I'm going to talk about in one of the reviews, probably the BMW, or no, actually the Lancer. Uh, Steph Schrader was a big part of this. Steph Schrader, writer for Jalopnik. I drove her uh, Lancer around the track, and her Lancer was a regular car, but with sticky tires and better brakes. Mm. And that was the most terrifying because it was bucking and moving because the suspension hasn't been changed. Bucking and moving around that track and gripping really hard um and she and it was a it was a cvt trans and she says just put your foot down point and shoot was her was her instructions for me point and just foot to the floor and like i can't i kept lifting i kept wussing out and forgot what i was talking about uh the fear Mm, and uh... yeah fear i'm gonna crash fear our car isn't meant to move like this and everybody kept saying, go faster, go faster. No, faster is bad. Yeah. I'm a good boy. When the teacher comes in, I have my book already open and my notebook out. I'm a good boy. Yeah. I don't talk out of turn. I raise my hand and ask it. I only go to the bathroom at the end of the class. Mm. I'm a good boy. Remember demerits? And Our you, school didn't have it, uh, but I know what you mean. If I got a if I got a demerit, I I would never. I would just. It was like the end of my month. Like I would feel guilty about it for the rest of the month, and also because they would send me to my mom instead of to the principal, which is arguably worse. 
So, because uh, yeah. that's the problem when your mother works at the school that you're at. They're just like, well, they'll send him to his mother. Like, eh. But, yeah. yeah. So, I wave it, like, when I drive in my town, I wave to the police officers. Hello, I'm a good boy. Yeah. Um, I head check on my motorcycle. And I always, I always uh, flip my hand on the emer- on the uh, brake lever to flash my brake light on the on the motorcycle, so people know that I'm slowing down. I'm a good boy. I drive a wingadinga car <laughs> that makes old people that that placates the. <laughs> I drive a wingadinga car that placates the old. Yes. Um, I I'm a good boy. I'm on your side, but on a track, you have to be bad. You have to treat the car as disposable. Mm. And most people at Harris Hill, and I'm learning at most small tracks, just drive Miatas. Beat up, sloppy, nasty Miatas running Chinese brake pads because they say, well, or Chinese brake rotors. that They say they, they, they cheap out totally. And I, I saw one accident that day, a one car accident of a car that I drove not two laps earlier. Yeah. And it was shout out to the topical MBA. It's a business <laughs> uh, podcast that I've been on twice. And uh, he had a N.A. Miata LS swap LS six. This thing was like driving a light switch. <laughs> you just breathe on the gas and it's. Blah! <laughs> And so I drove that. I bought out of corners and then just so it, I didn't learn anything. It was great fun. He gets into the car and then I think he was running a mechanical throttle and the mechanical throttle somewhere in the linkages. It got caught on something throttle stuck open. He goes straight off the track into a tire wall. Damn him and his passenger. Totally fine. Oh, the car's right. messed up. Everybody's fine. They walk away. His passenger was shaking. Uh, but uh, the guy just kind of laughed and was like, well, you know, it messed up the bodywork, but the chassis is fine. It just went through some tires. Whew. And uh, anyway, so I am coming back to Austin. I don't know when. Uh, I think the RCR travel schedule will be Chicago next. Chicago revisited. Yeah. You know, Chicago for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Chicago. Um, I didn't do a car meet in Austin, and I really should do a car meet because it's right for uh, and, Patreon goals. Like, I'll go to Austin. Like, the reason that I didn't go to Austin is because I didn't want you to spend the money if, like, literally there was limited limited space on the track and there wasn't going to be anything for me to really do but get in people's way. So, and also because of the... Well, I mean, I invented the Philly Comic Con excuse later, but also it's kind of a weird uh, thing of... Uh, I was talking to my friend Dieter, who's in the chat, um yesterday about why i was like terrified of potentially going to austin and it's because of the whole track experience understanding that like no one's gonna make you do anything but it's also that you know it was uh he told me something like it's super easy to get fixated on one part of a corner and by the time it goes by you have no idea what comes next then you panic because you don't know what to do when you end up going slowly or missing an element and having your time not count but hearing from pros what to actually be looking out for was very helpful the other thing that was a good piece of advice was this the best mistake you can make is breaking too early um and just like little stuff to kind of set my mind at ease like that because uh he kind of i don't know i i get yeah you know how i am with anxiety i just get like kind of in my own head yeah and and i live if i got scared doing this i would have been like 
just you can do it um i mean what i I, what i think should happen is um the thing that i think the order of cars that we went around the track should have been reversed i think the bmw should have been first but uh i would have liked to drive around this track just normally like i've never driven on this don't give me any instructions. Just treat me as, as as if this is a country road and I'm going to drive around it a little spiritedly yeah. and learn that the sound of the... First of all, I, I learned... Okay. Again, RCR for four years, never been on a track. One of the more remarkable things is that tires don't screech. Huh. They only screech if you really do something stupid or if you burn out. That sound doesn't happen. In hard cornering, and I got some, for me, hard cornering. Yeah. All I heard was, and here's your ASMR moment, all I heard, tires, when they're doing their job and even being pushed and forced to exercise their adhesive abilities to the tarmac, sound like a jet passing above in the distance. Hmm. Quiet, distant below the car huh that's what they sound like actually does sound quite nice (laughs) at at, and i'm not an asmr guy but neither am i yeah Yeah. although i had it like briefly with uh the sleep with me podcast yeah anyway there's nothing to hit on the track um, with the exception of that one tire wall that the guy managed to hit um if you go off the track you just go into some grass um, but I'm going to tell you all the, I, I told you three of the cars that we drove. I'll tell you the fourth car, which was the greatest thing. It was the greatest day of driving I've ever had in my life from grand nationals to fast cars, to some fun stuff coming up to all the stuff in New Zealand. My greatest day was driving the last car that I drove around Harris Hill raceway. And thank you so much for this volunteer who brought this to me was a 1997 Buick Park Avenue <laughs> around a racetrack, and it was glorious. This is the car for the guy who says, I'm not using a smartphone. You know, they track those things. <laughs> the car was owned by a 21-year-old guy who inherited, inherited it from his great-grandmother. It had 40,000 miles on it. <laughs> velour interior this thing leaned like crazy but the unique thing is it held the line even a freaking 90s gm boat will track what monica explained is that and this was brilliant i'm gonna use your phone here for the guys in the thing what a car starts leaning 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 in a corner and then it reaches the reaches the end of its lean and then holds it it's ah. leaning, but it's holding it. It's holding the line going through. And this gigantic chrome-wheeled uh, 3.8 liter, I guess that's the 60-degree V, or yeah, it's like V6 the- front-wheel drive. It was it was divine. It was one of the, and, and the shots that we got out of the front, I wish we could have pushed it hard. Mm. Our camera car was a Porsche Cayenne. So it could definitely <laughs> hold up to this. Yeah. And 
that is a beautiful shot of this this <laughs> okay first of all when you look inside the dash like on the placard on the passenger side it doesn't say buick park avenue it says park avenue by buick oh <laughs> ooh, that's, that makes it sound like a, a fragrance yeah. seeing this ugly ass stupid 90s gm piece of shit <laughs> just whoa, up on its side like it's not it's not raising wheels but it's lean it, it's cresting it's like it's the end of the grease that thing did squeal a bit it is one of the most glorious shots i've ever seen you are gonna like the crap out of this video we need to do more of this when we we're i will bring nick back we're coming back to harris hill raceway in san marcos texas again we have an open invite to come back the guy who runs the track his name's bo um talk about baller like when you're at a level where you own your own racetrack and you sell memberships yeah i mean bo's bo's super great guy funny guy and everybody else there has a dirty sense of humor so we fit right back in we yeah. fit in there i am coming back there i need to I'll, I'll do a video please anybody within the austin texas or like central texas who wants to come to um harris hill race comes wants to come to san marcos um bring me 90s crap or even 70s. I need the worst cars that don't belong on a racetrack. Bring me your tired, your poor, your 90s garbage. <laughs> yearning to breathe on Harris Hill Raceway. Uh. Um, I may need to contact uh, uh, Aaron J. Rogers Esquire, my lawyer. And it would be a good idea uh, for you guys to sign a release. Yeah. Like, make no mistake. We're hooning cars around a racetrack. There is a chance you may crash your car. Yeah. That may be a price of doing these videos. Yes. So, um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Now, um, I need to blow my nose. I'll be right back. Go for it. If anyone has questions in the comments, hit us up. Uh, there was someone in the comments earlier who mentioned they were 16 and about to get their motorcycle license. Um, but the chat is scrolled past. So if you're around, ask that question again. It'd be awesome. I think maybe for discussion purposes. Um, uh, things to talk about. Oh, uh, there were people who were asking if I'm okay because my um, journal video went out or uh, up. And it's um, like basically the name of the journal video was La Extraño, which means I miss her. And it's about, you know, three people that I miss who like one of them was my fault. One I felt somewhat responsible for, even though it wasn't my fault. And then the last one was beyond my control, but it was mostly about my grandmother and how much she meant to me. And because in January she passed while we were in um, New Zealand. And it was me knowing for uh, years that when she passed, it would be on a trip. Like, I just knew. Like, yeah. I don't know how. I, But I've known since, I want to say, the Southern Stab, that mm. I while we were taking it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come back and something will have happened. But, um it was that decision of, you know, 15 minutes before you were showing up to pick me up to go to the Philly airport that my mother was like, well, you know, we might have to take her off life support. And I'm saying, do you want me to stay? Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure Brian will understand. Um, and you know, 
he has fixers. He probably wouldn't even need me anyway. And then she's like, but no, he, he like, you wouldn't have a, t- like my mother's telling me, like you wouldn't have a ticket if he didn't need you. Mm-hmm. And it's also yeah. that thing of like, why are you going to stay here when we don't know what's going to happen? Like the whole two, three weeks could pass and nothing could happen. And then you missed the whole trip. And so just go, she wouldn't want you to see her like this anyway. And, but it was me kind of dealing with that guilt of, the one week where I don't go to visit her and this is what happens. And it's, you know, kind of, it ends up being beyond your control, you know, and you have to be able to accept that it's not your fault, you know, in a goodwill hunting kind of way yeah. of just like, it's not your fault. Some things can't be helped. And, but at the end of the day, just don't take people for granted, you know, um, because that was the lesson of my January of, it was me taking people, uh for granted left and right and there are three people that i'm gonna miss for the rest of my life like i'm gonna miss them forever but that's on me and well just one of them is on me but the rest of them it's like it doesn't matter who it's on like it doesn't matter the why any of it it's just just let the people you love know that you love them and don't you know forget about them i guess and that's kind of a long and run to get to that point like i know the journal is like 41 minutes and i didn't mean for it to be but it's just kind of me working through things in a very public way uh and it's just i don't know it's and there was a lot i cut out just to kind of cut down on specifics because i didn't want really anyone to uh kind of figure out who i was talking about um but you know, it is what it is. It doesn't really matter. And, uh, ye. And so, uh, waiting for questions. If anyone's gotten, yeah, we'll talk to the chat. Um, someone had questions about motorcycles. Usually my answer to that is to take the motors, the MSF course and, uh, 250 CC bikes are your friends. Unless you're a big guy, girl. Hey, Mr. Regular, would you be interested in send me an email? Yeah. Uh, if you come to Ontario, oh, we keep forgetting about Canada. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Toronto. Oh, I hey, like Mr. Canada. Regular, would be interested in. That's uh, another send me and you come to Ontario, Mr. Regular. Yep. Were you at Bush- Bushkill Falls a couple weeks ago? Bushkill I don't Falls. know where that is, and it's is that in PA still, or is Bushkill? I think Bushkill's in PA because they used to tape. Monday Night Raw there of all things. How uh, how big is big? How big? How, how big is big guy for moving past the two fifty to start? You can always do the Suzuki Savage six fifty. That is a reasonable one longer. That's fine for a beginner. <sighs> Mister Regular, do you have any plans on the list for Chicago already? By list, you mean list of cars, list of places to go. I should probably have a car meet, but it probably won't be in the city for logistical purposes. Uh, Mike Steinberg lives out in Schaumburg, Illinois, so it's probably going to be outside the city. Um, And we'll probably stay outside the city proper uh, for ease of driving and also cheaper hotels. Um, And by the way, there is a Homewood Suites in San Marcos, Texas, which is... I stayed at one of those once, well, with my family. Mm. Imagine if the powers of a Hampton Inn and Embassy Suites combined. It's like an Embassy Suites, but if it was a Hampton. 
Mm. I think we may stay at something like that when we go back. Anyway, Buell Blast, yeah, Buell Blast, Suzuki GS500. GS500 is a little bit revvy, uh, and it's a little bit of a tight suspension for a beginner. So, you know, give uh, or take it. Someone asked if uh, any advice on not being able to, or how to get over not being able to see someone when it's out of your control. It, well, it's out of your control. So if you if it's out of your control, then... I mean, it's one thing if you did something that put it out of your control, but part of having control is giving up control or accepting that you don't have control over everything. It's uh, kind of hard to come to that realization about certain things, but, you know, just having control is overrated anyway. Yeah. Um just watch Waiting for Godot, the first line of Waiting for Godot, nothing to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is ties into another question that someone had in there about uh, what are some short like novels or things that are uh, will give you a new perspective on life. And I'm trying to think of like, what's a short book that'll give a new perspective? You and, can, it's on YouTube. You can watch in Waiting for Godot. They have the whole thing. The up whole there, play. Right? The whole play up there, which was filmed in, I guess, like the 80s or something like that. There's also a version with uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. I Sir know. Patrick. You can't find it on YouTube. but Oh, even, yeah. Uh, I wish I could but, see but it. But they have clips. I mean, it was called the more positive versions of Waiting for Godot, mm. which is fine. I mean, the traditional one that's up there is very middle of the road. Um, hell, I'd watch it just for, you know, oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah. yeah. The, the, um... Uh, I'd recommend The Stranger by Albert Camus. Pretty okay. short book. Uh, very, uh, I don't know. It's mostly about justice and, um, you know, I don't know, just justice. But yeah, let's see. Uh, opinions on the Honda Grom. Great. Fun. Fun all the time. Great city. Great city bike. You're not going on the highway with that thing, but uh, great city bike. We have yet to review one. They're freaking amazing. They are one of the most fun bikes you can ride. Did you have to deal with Austin traffic? A little bit, but yeah. I wasn't driving. Yeah. I was either lifting or Steph Schrader or Nugget was driving. So whatever. Good stuff. Um, I went down to 6th Street or 6th Avenue. Second I stepped foot on 6th Avenue, some guy, some very fit athletic man asked me for a dollar. Yeah. And I just did the New York, the New York City stare ahead. Just the power walk away. Ah. I got no time for this. Oh, A. Dimitrovich makes a good point uh, that The Stranger is actually about apathy and not justice. Uh, just wanted to shout that out because that's a good point. Um, I read The Stranger. Yeah. Oh, it's a great book. Um, let's see. There's a Homewood Suites in Schomburg, my dude. That'd be pretty cool. There was someone earlier in the chat who asked if um, what is the next car company that's most likely to do what Ford's just done with the small Mageddon? Ooh, boo, 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 boo. Stop doing small cars and just focus on the big stuff. Uh, GM is huge. I could see them phasing out, but they have that Oh, that that one platform that the Chevy tracks run on. They have their Sonic and stuff. Well, GM has a world platform. That's the thing. Yeah. So they got all their Opals and crap. I could see them not bringing them here and just focusing their European division on Europe itself. 
I could see them doing that. Um, Mitsubishi is this hot potato right now. Well, actually, who owns Mitsubishi right now? Do they own themselves? They got they got their modern uh, Mirage, that's three cylinder job that I rarely see. Um, Suzuki, I don't know what they're a subsidiary of. Um, Subaru has their new world platform, and they went all in with that, so their Imprezas aren't going anywhere. Hmm. Nissan. Nissan. Yeah, Nissan could maybe do mid-sized cars. <laughs> maybe. Renault owns Mitsubishi? Huh. Huh. News to me. Or News to me. I should have known that because I did do a thing, uh, an RCR stories that kind of intersected with that, but... Um, it's kind of hard to really say one way or the other what car company would necessarily do it next. I mean, Chevy seems like a decent bet because they, you know, it's... Yeah, Chevy's... Uh, Chevy. GM is so big, they can afford to make weird mistakes yeah. and then double back from them. Yeah, it's not like... so huge. It's not like Chrysler where everything's under a <laughs> microscope. They, if GM was going to, like, back off their... If GM was going to have a small, small Mageddon... They wouldn't even announce it. You just stop seeing like Sonics and Sparks yeah. and stuff at, at dealerships if they do it. It's just strange to me that something like a Taurus is going to be some something that you have to explain to people in like 15 years saying, well, once upon a time there was this car. Like half the channel, half the videos on our channel are just going to be things that don't exist anymore, you know? Like a Scirocco. Imagine well, that sedans would become aspirational vehicles. I think I'll hold on to my Falcon then. <laughs> <coughs> Tell me about Not it. that I'm not holding on. It's the mascot of the show. I'm not giving that car up. Yeah. Chrysler, Dodge. Well, Chry Chry <laughs> Chrysler is that. What is. Uh, I won't get into Chrysler right now. I do have a question from the subreddit, okay. which is you go to our subreddit, r slash regular car reviews. There's a thread near the top of the page called Ask RCR. Uh, just post your question there. Hopefully uh, we'll read it here. This one, I'm kind of downgrading the specificity of it, but are there any plans for crossovers with any other YouTubers in the near future? Does RCR Austin count? In there um. There was one guy who has a YouTube channel that we filmed this car recently. So you can call that a crossover episode. Um, I think we'll do, we may do something with Street Speed 717 because he lives in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania. Um, oh, that's right. I was supposed to call him or text him and just say, hey, hey, Street Speed 717. Sorry. I just got back from Austin. I'm drinking. So let's see if I can remember to do that from the time it takes for me to finish this podcast, the time it takes me to finish the audio for the for the iPhone, <laughs> for the i iTunes, and uh, who knows? I think I'm going to go driving later today. I got to do other stuff. Um, I I'm open to the idea if. David Patterson wants to do them, but as we joke with each other, David Patterson, myself, we pass each other like ships in the night all the time. So if we can, maybe. 
Um, it's like the same with Tavares. I feel like he's always yeah, like around, but like he's around, but we we're just always, always just missing, missing each other. Yeah. He's killing it with that with that dirt cheap Lamborghini. Hmm. Um, I Roman, will you do me any RC? He's asking about RCR, RCR story. story on Studebaker. Um, I thought about it. I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, the new the next RCR story is already half written, and it's going to be like kind of a story about that's tangential to the season that we're on right now but it's not going to be out before that season is over so it's kind of a weird thing and it's not going to be like this one hour thing it's going to be a shorter one just because i want to get away from having them all be stupid long because yes long form content can be popular to a point but i don't think i want to make anyone sit there for like an hour and 15 minutes while i ramble on about you know all the people who were killed in the isle of man yeah. so uh yeah i don't know i almost feel like we could get away with uh cuz this person is like how do you feel about doug moving to california i feel like i feel like you didn't spend too much time in pa to begin with doug <laughs> well you 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 had a condo in northern liberties we hung out once and then you, i think the whole deal is that he's jet setting so much to california it makes sense for him to move there yeah because that's where the content is so yeah i don't know I'm, I'm still thinking you know if we did a weekend in la trying to get all the different automotive youtubers together for like an avengers assemble type thing yeah but that would be a, a, a logistical nightmare it's so hard to film and um, David was telling me a story about how he got hassled by a cop out in California because he had a camera on a tripod, which made ah. him a film thing. And, Ooh. and, uh, Farrah said, no, if you want to film car content in the greater Los Angeles, Los Angeles or greater Los Angeles, area, you better be doing it with a GoPro because the police are there to like generate revenue. So that's going to be a challenge, but yeah, Doug, I think. Uh, if I predict what Doug is going to be doing, he's going to be doing his on-the-road tests just with a GoPro, and he'll probably have a car on private property where he films. That's my prediction. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Or maybe he'll be doing a thing with uh, Matt's, what is it, West L.A. or or Culver City car storage or something like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, same as David Patterson went to Atlanta where the car con is. Meanwhile, we stand alone in pennsylvania but then there's street speed 717 out of harrisburg who well he travels a lot as opposed to when we travel it's a thing um ever ever think of doing another junkyard walk yes uh there is a video i have yet to film that's going to take place in a junkyard it's going to be a ps video to rcr new zealand and by the way next monday is going to be rcr new zealand's finale it's going to be the last video next week so there's gonna be some bonus videos after that but they're not gonna be what you think they are yeah but next weekend is the last uh rcr review in new zealand so finally well finally well i mean there are a lot of people who are kind of like how much longer is New Zealand? because we did shoot a lot of footage for new zealand and you know i haven't even done a new zealand journal yet which is probably going to be pretty short just because um so much of my out of the country um uh awestruckness like i'm kind of over the whole thing of being out of the country from my uk diary yeah now i'm used to it and now it's about being in this place where everyone is so nice that so you nice. become sort of um insecure about how you're coming across to people yeah. and you know and i'm thinking about like that night at the the b&b where we uh 
were like literally just out in the backyard laying on the grass looking at the stars and i'm kind of thinking i could never get this view at home no like in a million years it's gorgeous and it's just constellations just galore um because i live in a place with you know dense light pollution so what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yeah well we've been going at this for an over an hour now um yeah what did i plan on doing today I need to film, I need to record my RCR New Zealand uh, journal, yeah. diary. Uh, that's all written. It's in the other room. I just got to read it out. Uh, I'm also going to make a video called uh, Mr. Regular's Photo Album. It's like I shot footage of stuff yeah. around there that has no context everywhere. And I think I'll probably I'll do is I'll just narrate it. And this is when we were here. And this is when we were here. Here's some cars that I just filmed driving on the side of the road that meant nothing. You just, like, play a character of Uncle Gary making you sit through his slides. Hey. Come here. I want to show you my trip to the Great Wall of China. <laughs> you know, they don't, not everybody in the Great Wall of China doesn't have electricity. Mm. It's, um... Also, it's kind of a thing of... I realize that there are gaps in my footage because I assume that I took way more footage than I did. Um, I realize that I have no footage from Piha Beach. Like I, all my foot, I went straight from Marai Tai to um, that place that w with the cliffs that didn't echo. Yeah, and uh, which was like adjacent to Piha Beach, so it might as well be the same thing. But I know mm -hmm. it has a different name. But that was gorgeous, like climbing up that thing and blah, yeah. blah, 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 and uh, just chilling with all the amazing people who I thought I had more footage of, but I didn't. Like, I have nothing of Kaz. Um, and uh, it's mostly just Andrew and Isaac. Yeah. And them, you know, kind of hanging out and driving us around. And mm -hmm. some of the stuff, I have a point of view video that I shot in the Falcon that okay. we did over there that... <laughs> Uh, I guess my GoPro hit the roof of the thing and pointed down, so it ended up being completely unusable. Nah. Uh, but yeah, I have a one. I have one video of myself in a Nissan, Nissan, Ford Mondeo. There exists a point of view of a Ford Mondeo, but the volunteer who came out spoke so softly you can't hear him over the sound of the oh. wind and the noise so i don't know what i'm gonna do with that i mean i could post it and just cut it to where you could hear my voice talking people might accuse me of cutting the other guy off the whole time but you, you hardly can hear the guy at all he just sort of talked on his voice like this. great guy great guy originally it was supposed to be an entire uh, uh review of his but then I bumped him, and then I just filmed a point of view, and then he didn't talk enough for the GoPro to pick up the voice, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that video. I still have it. Yeah. Um. Do you still not have a Volkswagen Golf R to review because I can get one in Chicago? Yeah, you can get one. Is it yours? Is your name on the title? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I get plenty of I have access to. We've like, been over this I before. can get does not mean, mean I, I have. have. Yeah. And that's the problem. Of course, now we're teaching them how to game the system. Of <laughs> we're Yeah, but just be honest. Like, don't let us find out later because it'll be bad times. Yeah. Uh, 
but it's kind of um rcr minnesota i never actually considered that of you know not that i don't think minnesota is great i've never actually been i but i've heard wonderful things but uh it's kind of i don't know like when i'm thinking of all the states we haven't been to yet or generalized areas uh that never really occurred to me yeah um see would you yeah. ever be on the choking hazard podcast never heard of it never heard of the choking hazard podcast um, sorry uh, if they bother to come to continental europe that's one big question mark coming to continental europe i know a guy in minnesota okay um <laughs> could there rcr atlanta be a thing car culture is amazing down there so david patterson tells me i have access to a regional jet <laughs> oh tony it's tony <laughs> i have access to a regional jet yeah you do yeah dude tony you'd love harris hill like that would be a video in itself like airline pilot drives a race car <laughs> do i do i want to pay for another flight ticket for you unless you can uh finagle your own way to AUS, which is weird because the airport code for Austin is AUS, which is also the country code for Australia. Yeah. Bizarre. Um, should be stopping in Cleveland. Cleveland on the way to Chicago. We're probably going to fly. We're probably yeah. going to go MDT to ORD using airport codes, Harrisburg to Chicago. Um, that'd be a fun flight. You never flew out of Harrisburg before. No, I haven't. No, it's so like, if, if you, uh, yeah. Harrisburg Airport is like if grandma owned an airport. <laughs> That's what it looks like on the side. It's all homely and stuff, and there's wicker chairs everywhere. Oh, Yeah. It's a tiny, tiny little airport. There's nothing to do. They got, like, a McDonald's in there. <laughs> it's like a McDonald's and then the airport store that just sells you, like, the cliff bars and stuff. That's all there is in there. <laughs> you know, probably we'd be on the type of plane that Tony flies, a CRJ900, maybe, maybe. From, from MDT to ORD. It's like a two-hour flight. Yeah. Uh, two hour flight or two day drive, you know, <laughs> from Harrisburg. Cause you're already like halfway across the state. Yeah. To drive to Harrisburg and get on this like $300 flight to, uh, uh, on a tiny, I don't want to call Tony's plane a puddle jumper. I mean, he's, he flies a CRJ 900 Bombardier, which is a stretch version of the 600. So mm. the plane can go a ways. Um, but it's a narrow body plane of uh uh <laughs> you get in those planes in the passenger cabin and all you hear is the letter r for two hours <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like so wear your earplugs or put, turn, turn up your jams um there is no meals you'll you'll get i mean why it's two hours are you long enough well, well to be fair the wellington they still gave you a snack dude yeah they hooked you up with yeah, some tony what well, was it like air new zealand nuts? It's an hour flight, and they're and they're slinging coffee at you, hot, yeah. fresh coffee and cookies on a one-hour flight. Yeah, dude, you, you get up in the air, you drink your coffee, you do this. The thing about Air New Zealand on that on the puddle jumper from Auckland to Wellington is that they have monitors that flip down uh, yeah. on the plane, but all it is is. All it is is trivia questions. Like you go to the movies, and even before the previews, they're yeah. playing those. 
uh, uh, trivia questions. Well, yeah. And then there's the safety video, which I kind of could recite word for word by the end of it. it it's getting to the point where a lot of people are with the um, automation bumper at the front of every episode, which I realized when I was doing my journal that came out today, I accidentally did it too of like, well, our fixers down there were Andrew Lamb and uh, uh, Isaac Blomfield of Kaz, Cam or Kaz, uh, or Kaz well, Parker of... Uh, uh, camshaft software the makers of his the game his name isn't caswell it's something else Cas c-a-s-w-a-l caswall caswall we've well, been calling him caswell and yeah, i just called him caz because i wasn't really sure how to say it Kaz. um so sorry caz if you're watching um but i mean i'm terrible with the name pronunciations too i'm still not sure how to say isaac's last name even though you know it's i i went to college Sorry, Isaac, about hearing about your cappuccino that you're trying to get registered. It may be a drift missile anyway. Mm. Uh, so, in Chicago, uh, no idea what we're going to film. Half yeah. of it is just to go to Chicago and finally experience Chicago instead yeah. of just flying through it. Do, 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 that's do, that's do, the whole do, reason do, not do, to drive do, because do, you don't do, really do. want to deal with big city traffic yeah i want to drive lower wacker drive at like one in the morning um we'll find we'll film cars in schaumburg uh illinois lord knows there's plenty of stuff and we have our google email where i can just source cars that we haven't done for done before in chicago do 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 how do you feel about coming to a place hood wing something want to film want to film my thing want to film my thing dylan says want to film my thing send me an email you know the drill regular cars at gmail.com would you revisit the stereon conquest no we already did it we said we said what we had to say yeah i mean if there were different sort of if there was a wide variety of trim levels to sort of there really there really wasn't yeah and uh so, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, anyway, uh, next week, season finale of RCR New Zealand. And uh, maybe a little bit more bonus content uh, trickling out from New Zealand. But after the f- next week is the like postseason break so that's like a week off and you'll have footage from from you'll have footage the from, philly thing yeah from and the yeah, yeah. I, I mean that video take like a minute to make anyway but okay. and hopefully i'll have like a music video for something out um because i wanted to do like an actual proper music video for another mustang crashed that's mm-hmm. why i had those like little cars toy cars and doing them all in slow motion on my mm-hmm. phone but it's it's weird and it's just whatever but it should be uh good stuff and uh getting back to the usa and doing all that fun mess but it's a gorgeous day and we're gonna go enjoy it so yep. i'm nick i'm brian have a great week everybody yep good night day whatever <laughs> i gotta pee